Welcome back to another quarantine. Uh, you know what? We should have called it lock-in or something. Because that's a pub reference. Not that I know anything about pubs. Lock-up or something. That's when he's, oh, he's, he, he wears this white vest all the way through it and is oiled up. Is, he, is that the one where he's the arm wrestling champion? No, that's over the top. That's, <laughs> excuse me, that's a good film, that one. Over the top. There's, there is in, in the prison one, the villain has a strange face like a baby. Yes, and the, he, 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 yeah, Donald Sutherland's that. in that. Yeah, he's got that, it's a, it's a chromosomal issue thing, it, it's, it's some disorder. Oh dear. He's the guy from Maniac Cop. <gasps> um, uh, oh, it's the tip of my tongue. He's in loads of B movies. He's in loads of B movies. He's 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 just got this kind of kind of giant jaw. A massive jaw. That oh god. Right in front of me I have my tablet. And I'm just away to check his name because his name is on the tip of my tongue. This is real time. This is real time. It's something syndrome. It's like a what do you call those little what are those little guys? Cupid. In the Cupid's little Cupid's syndrome or something. Is it Cupid's syndrome? Yeah. Are you a doctor? Well, no. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm reading some pamphlets I found in a cupboard, and well, that's been two weeks, so I think by the that's end of the debacle, I think I'll be fully qualified. <laughs> I do carry out minor operations on my cat. So You've said that, but I wouldn't be public about that. I, I would just... No, it was all humane stuff. Oh, Jesus. You know, no. I was trying to get sperm out of him. <laughs> well, my tablet isn't working, so we'll never know. Oh, <sighs> we can get back to that. He's, know, his name, I watch him so glorious. often, every time I see him in these terrible B-movies. Oh, he's glorious. He's... Sadly, I think he's died. Yeah, he died a few years ago. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. good. It's like that, eh? who's the guy? Christopher Lambert. Christophe Lambert. Fortress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a goodie. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they put a prison in space? It just seems like a lot of effort. It would be a bit expensive. It's... I watched one a few years ago, and I can't remember the name of it, but Guy Ritchie's in it, and it's... I think they got, um... uh, Sued, because it was the exact same story as Escape from New York, and... Oh, no, that's lock. That's lock something. Lock that's, something. That's got Guy Pierce from Neighbours. Guy Pierce, not Guy Ritchie. Guy Pierce. That's it. And yet they were sued because it, it is the exact same. Film. It's the exact same film, but the guy that plays the sort of Glaswegian nutcase in it is he steals the show. Oh yeah, he's he's from Misfits. He's yeah. That, he, yeah. He's that guy from This Is England. Oh, he's fantastic. He's he's wild in real life. He's he's a full on guy. He's he's like you. He's got a real a real smorgasbord of terrible tattoos. Oh d- yeah, really? Oh dear. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of regret on my arms. You know, I mean, willfully shit. Ones. <laughs> you've actually you've seen the you've seen the guy that's got the best reputation for tattoos, and you've thought, no, give him a swear. Hold on, there's a shed in the part there. And there's a guy, he's plucking chickens and doing tattoos at the same time. He's blinded one eye. Well, listen, I know, well, we both know someone who may spend a lot of time in a van, shall we say. Uh-huh. And he done tattoos. And all his tattoos on his left arm are amazing. But all the ones on the right are really wonky because he's right-handed. Did he... <laughs> Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he's a nice guy, but I would not let him tattoo me. Have you got tattoos? He's done. No, no, but I have a tattoo. Uh, uh, I've got two tattoos done by his friend, and his friend uh, now lives in Serbia. But we went into his front room, and I got the uh, tattoo done on my wrist of his son, and two of the sunbeams fell off. Yeah, I think it was just tattooed with lead. It's it's, lead. it's, it's not good. Just like. some lead off the roof. Mm-hmm. Crumbled down. Listen, okay. Yeah, carry on, carry on. No, 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 carry on. 
Is it, is it a, no, no, let's, let's, let's pull it back. Let's pull it back. The problem is, you see, because I've gone slowly mental, <laughs> uh, I'm blethering even more than usual. I can't so imagine. We'll, we'll have to read it in. Okay, well, yeah. here's w- the first thing. Everyone who's listening, I hope you're all healthy and keeping safe. Keeping yeah. sane. That's yeah. that's the main well, thing. Well, I'll tell you what See. happened. I've got a bit of a story this morning. Oh, I got up and I was up about half five, you know. you're Everything's a bit out of whack at the moment. Yeah. And I thought, I was thinking about the great Kenny Rogers. Now, the great Kenny Rogers just recently died. Ah, oh, what a beard. And this was before he got his facelift. I really loved him, and he ended up looking like a, a stretched that's, prune. That's not, a, that's not a lift, that's a full flip. That's, that's just, a oh, what a mess. And I think I heard him described as Asian Kenny Rogers. Yeah. He, and yeah. Unfortunately, that's just a, a terrible thing to say, but yeah, it was top also... Like tennis player, top flight. Really? Yeah, he, he went professional, I believe. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's, Imagine I don't... That coming over the net. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll let him win. So anyway, a few years ago, I was driving um, through Missouri, going to Arkansas, and you do go through a... Do they not call it Missouri? Missouri, yes, they do call it Missouri. And we're heading to Arkansas. But on the way there, there we drove through a place called uh, Branson. Now, Branson like is like... Exactly. And it's, it's just the redneck... Um, Vegas, it's a, it's there's nothing but these huge arena type environments where there's loads of shows going on and there's magic shows and there's acts and we went past this poster saying Kenny Rogers and Petula Clark and I went we've got to stop we've got to go right now now my friend she turned and looked at me with a a hate that you could only see from well I usually see from girls and that's what I got. So I never got to see Kenny Rogers live or Petula Clark. And now he's gone. So this morning... one song, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. She's never done anything else. Really really popular with the elderly in America, though. Tons of coaches with old people. So I never got to see it. So I got up this morning, I'm thinking of old Kenny Rogers. And he's gone now. And it's very sad. So I thought, right, I'm going to put on some Kenny Rogers. So the first song I put on was Ruby. You know, don't let your, take your love to town, whatever it is. Now, I don't know, I must have changed because I've, I've listened with new ears. And I was like, are you hearing beeping there or is that just on my side? I think it's just on your side. Cool. Okay, that's fine then. Well, Ruby is is about this gentleman who comes back from the Vietnam War and his legs are, as they're described in the song, bent and paralysed. Not just paralysed, but bent. Okay. Right? And Ruby is a bit younger than him. And she gets herself dolled up and goes hearing about the, the town. And he's ask, he's begging, don't go. Don't go. But there was something I've Never picked up on the song before. It's just one line. The doctor's already told him he won't be around for long, so he's probably got cancer or something. And she's just... And I'm like, I'm listening to this, and I'm wanting to listen to things at the moment to improve my mood. Right? But the whole thing, the song's done like, ah, it's a nice old lady sing-along song where you clap your hands, and you're like, oh my God. There's nothing grimmer than country western. And then do you know what he does? He can't. He says, if he had more strength or something, I'm paraphrasing here, he'd be able to get his gun and shoot her. But the gun's on the top shelf or something and he can't reach it. This oh, is the most God. depressing thing I've ever heard, right? So I got through it and went, I'm not listening to it again. I'm, okay, that's it. I'll listen to another favourite of mine, Coward of the oh. Co- County. Now, yeah. Coward of the County is about gang rape. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, oh. So, this guy... He has a name, I forget it, but he's known in the county as Yella, because he's a coward, because his dad was in prison, his dad told him, son, don't do the things I've done, walk away from trouble if you can, so he's lived by this, but he's known as a coward, but one day, these three brothers come round, and they rape his wife, so he goes home, and he sees his wife all, all fucked up, 
And he takes a picture of his dad down who's long gone by this point. He says, Dad, you know, I said I would walk away from trouble. But this time, I've got to do something. So he goes into town. And he goes into the bar, right? And there's the three brothers. And one of them comes across to meet him and says, You better leave. So he turns around, the coward that he is, and walks towards the door. And he shuts that door and he locks it. Then he turns back and he, did you feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? And he fucks them up. He has like 30 years of rage and he just loses his fucking mind and beats the living fuck out of them. Right, the living piss. But you know what I wondered? The poor people in the bar going, what's going on? <laughs> They're just trying to hold their drinks watching this massacre, you know? And it, it and it ends beautifully with him going back to his brutally raped wife. Oh, what an image! Oh. It's, like, it's like that scene. What's that? Oh, it's like the gangster film. It's not Goodfellas, or is it Goodfellas? When the the, the biker gang go into like the, the mafia mafia pub, right? And they are causing a bit of a stramash, and they the the, the the gangsters like lock the door so they can't leave. Oh. oh. And then all these like swarthy looking rather fat Italians like beat them to a smear of jam with like um, <laughs> baseball bats. I love that, that's a bit of a trope in a lot. Van Damme movies have that a lot. Um, the the Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, they push him. Van Damme gets pushed and pushed and bullied and bullied. And he's like, I don't want to fight guys, but then he fucking kicks off. Yeah. And it seems to be a lot of rednecks. And mm -hmm. Hollywood, Hollywood has a. Kind of white American Hollywood has a terror of like rednecks. They do, which I lived with them when I was there, and there's nothing to worry about. Trust me. No, there'll be, there'll be, there'll, well, there'll be a lot of them are Scottish extraction. So yeah. They'll be greedy, but they'll be friendly. Yeah, but they're not going to kick off. They'll run first. No, fucking no. But uh, the yeah, they're kind of bu bully the bully. And we've spoken this before, but it's the Steven Seagal movie uh, on Deadly Ground. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. To such a degree of bullying. His bullying is far worse than the bullying. Bully, bully. And if I remember, it it. Oh, it's just if awful. I remember correctly, the bully stands up with a burst nose, and he says to him, "What does it take?" And the guy goes, "What?" And he goes, "What does it take for a man?" To, and goes into this whole philosophical thing. Oh, it's great. I, I, I used to really like Seagal movies, but he's such a noxious character. He's he's. I think it's as a human, he's a terrible person. Slightly me. And you see him... I watched a film of his, because he knocks out like three, four films a year. Yeah. But but he's not even in his own films. That's right, yeah. You see the back of somebody else's head. You'll, you'll do <laughs> ten minutes worth of work. It's not even often his voice. It's somebody impersonating. They're all made in Bulgaria as well. Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> There's a film... There's a film called The Dark is Rising. This is not a Steven Seagal film. Okay. But you remember after the Harry Potter films were such a success, they were desperate to like shit out. They were, they were Young adult sort of things, yes. And The Dark is Rising is a film, it's purported to be set in Britain, down in England somewhere, in a little English village. Right. But it's patently Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. And what they've done is they've got some London cabs going about and they've got a few, like, red phone boxes. Oh, amazing. And other than that, it just, it, all the cues are wrong. It's it's so weird. It's a shit film, but Giles, you write Lovejoy's in it. That's really right, cool. that's Lovejoy's in it. He's always in, he, he always plays the sort of patriarch in these sort of things, and, yeah. yeah. Like <clears> the Obi-Wan. A wonderful film is The Machinist with Christian Bale. Is that a good film? Brilliant, but he's extraordinarily thin in it. It's kind of a weird film, but that's supposed to be in America. It's got Michael Ironside in it. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you know what I'm talking, you should watch it. But uh, it's filmed, I think, in Spain. Oh, right, okay. So it's all done to kind of look like America. Well, not. you wrong. mentioned red phone boxes. Uh -huh. <coughs> Excuse me, still coughing. And uh, the red phone boxes that used to be around the UK and just slowly disappearing over time, they weren't yeah. scrapped, they were sold. 
and yeah. there's a place called a uh, shopping village. Now, when I say a shopping village, people actually live in it, and it's just shops on the bottom, houses on the top, and it, and just yeah. outside Kansas City called Zona Rosa. And there's loads of red phone boxes all over the place, and that's they were bought and 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 put in places like that, and they're all genuine. There was a note inside them saying this one was from, and it told you where it was from, and they were all meant to be from London, but they weren't. You know. Junkies are still using the phone boxes. No, that's true. They love them phone bo- phone for a jobby. Only exist because um, they're used as like advertising for McDonald's. Not yeah, a convenient spot. Nobody phones for them. Well, I once found a banquet, Chinese banquet. In oh, you, you said this, man. This is a terrible story. Took a moment. <laughs> it was untouched. <laughs> Tom Jones. Uh huh. It's a good story. This is a this is a little light one. Mm-hmm. It's not the one about Tom Jones sticking his cock in mouth walking between groups. Oh, it's, nice it's so early. <laughs> so what he did was he, I believe his wife's dead, but he, he fucked around on his wife. Mm-hmm. He never, he was never faithful to his wife, and she just liked to stay out the line like that was her thing. So he had received a phone call to say that his son was born. Okay. He found out this news in this phone box. Right. Many years later, when he was nearly successful, he bought that very same phone box and had it installed in his palatial gardens in LA. Well, that's a nice story. And then he got the news that he was a grandfather, for the first time, I believe, in that same phone box. Well, isn't that lovely? Isn't that a nice little story? That's a nice one. Between shagging groupies. I bet he was thinking, thank fuck, I didn't take this phone call in a jumbo jet. No. A, a big Welsh on the TV the other day and he's, he's, his face is it's looking it's Yoda like the, the subs really start to pop oh no ah oh, for fuck's sake it's like Scylla Black Scylla Black had her nose done right she just yeah your face you need your nose at, you're born with Scylla Black was a national treasure. <laughs> okay, you're on the same page as me. But she was considered a national treasure and she's sadly gone. But what could she do? What could she do? She sang... This is what I'm going to say. The only reason Cilla Black became famous because the Beatles, every shit pot and wedding singer in Liverpool became famous back then. They now, dragged a lot of people... Didn't she work in the cloakroom in the, yeah. the, the cavern? Yeah. Yes, and they went, right, sign her. Yeah, she had, a, she had a not bad singing voice until she hit the high notes, and then it was like, <laughs> It was uh, nasally. Awful. <laughs> this happens, though, with bands. It's like in Dundee, you get one band that comes from Dundee oh, yeah. that's successful, yeah. and all the record companies go, let's see what we can get there, and they go, oh, oh, this oh. is not good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Past> <laughs> Guys, in the last twenty years, was a uh, the View. The View, yes. And Kyle Faulkner, who was the lead singer, I believe the View have split up. Yeah, they they couldn't keep going here. Yeah. The lead singer of the View, Kyle Faulkner, is an absolute tud. Yes. Uh huh. I had the misfortune of standing taking a piss next to him. Oh. And he had two like guys with him. His entourage <laughs> were were in the bog with him, and they were kind of like bodyguard entourage. Right. Okay. And Kyle Faulkner let out a big pish, a big pishy pish, and then farted, and they were just laughing at his farts, and then he was laughing at his farts. Oh and I looked no! At the three of them and I thought, what a bunch of pricks. But I'm led to believe he, he, he one of my friends was in his kind of earshot of a group he was in, and he was just going on about the. His love for like a kind of, I think it was quite rapey pornography. Oh Jesus, Jesus! Likes about rapey pornography. Allegedly. Alleged, allegedly. Yeah, it wasn't you that said that. There's someone else saying someone, that. Someone else said you like rapey. It wasn't me. Well, the thing is, with him and that fucking band, right? They're all from Drybra, two minutes from here, and Drybra, and I used to go to the Yummy Yummy. But I, I'd end up having to phone because those little pricks would hang outside harassing you. <laughs> so you just had to phone your meal in. But Dundee, there's a, there's a, there's a uniquely Dundee thing that what they do, anybody that gets any fame, a Dundonian mm-hmm. that gets fame, they always, they're always they quite happy with just Dundee fame. 
Yes, um, this is very common. Mm -hmm. The minute they go into a bigger stage, they get they get cold feet. It's like they fuck it up on purpose, and then they retire to Dundee and just live off their Dundee fame for the rest of their life. It's a bit like when you watch that um, Cheryl Tweedy or whatever her name is, you know, from Girls Aloud, is it? And her with a big rose tattoo in her arse. Her with a rose tattoo on her arse. Well, she always, after 20 years of being in this business, travelling the world in that, she consistently looks out at her depth and just wants to fucking go home. There's this... Is she, yeah, it, this it, is, it's it, not for her. Don't do it. No, we watched, you like, I've been watching a lot of shit telly, but this, there was, I watched a thing about boy bands. Okay. And it was, um, it was the, the manager of all the big American boy bands, fucking Boys, the boys, not boys to men. Backstreet boys. Backstreet boys, and yeah, boys. got you. And the difference between American stuff like that and the British version, the Americans are drilled like fuck, and they can sing, and they can, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Be America's got Beyonce, the UK have Cheryl Tweedy. <laughs> and Cheryl Tweedy, but she's on some show the other day giving people, like she's an expert on dancing. Well, she yeah, was, dance. but she was originally a dancer. This was her thing. And you know what she'd be great at? If she was in a local community centre running dance classes for 6 to 11 year olds, she'd be in her element. But she's just in this world where she doesn't look comfortable. Maybe running pole position, like a pole dance fitness. Pole dancing. Oh, the girl that runs that's lovely, I like her. Lovely lassie, yeah. That sort of level, she'd be perfect, yeah. And she does, she never gets that... American slickness. No. Could, well, see, the thing is, we're talking about how the Americans are drilled. Have you seen the K-pop stars? They're considering a lot of that a cult under the same rules. Are they, they're dying in, in large numbers. Yes. There was one girl who was seen with a boyfriend holding hands, that, and she had to publicly apologise, and her head was shaved. Oh, my God. They shaved her head as a, a punishment for it. Or she'd done it herself, but whether that's true or not. But her head was shaved and she was crying publicly, saying she's so sorry for what she'd done. It's incredible. They, they don't get... It's like a, They get exploited, these young people, because they're happy with fame. Like, the, the NSYNC were getting £3,000 a week. Uh, yeah. They were selling hundreds of millions mm -hmm. of pounds of the music. And then they thought... They were promised, look, at the end of this contract renewal, you'll get a cheque. So all their family was there and they thought, holy shit, hey, we're going to get millions of pounds. We are set for life. And they thought, this is it, yeah. If things go badly, we'll get a cheque for £200,000. And at least we can buy the mum and dad a house. And like a, they were handed a cheque for £10,000 each. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... I remember watching, now it was S Club 7. <clears throat> and S Club yeah. 7, they all said something. This, they, they were saying, a lot of people, you know, in interviews, people were saying to them, a lot of people were saying, you haven't made a lot of money. And they would go, well, uh, compared to a lot of people our age, we have done rather well. That's not their words. That's not their words. The S Club 7 sold around the world and made hundreds of millions. And I think they were getting like 30 grand or something in total. There was nothing. What was the terrible band that, you know, Steps? Oh, yeah. They basically got a living allowance in clothes. Oh, it's <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? It's the it's so abusive. I find the same when you get like athletes that are in the Olympics, and yeah, yeah. these athletes are putting their training to a level that you can't imagine. They're amateur. They're not getting paid, and it's uh, you know. And then they get their, they get their sponsorship deals now. Every yeah, one of them seems to be advertising Santander Bank. Yeah, but there has to be, that has to stop. Uh, yeah. You see it like uh, college football in America. Nobody gets paid, and they're making millions, hundreds of millions from it. Just give them a wage. Guy. I remember uh, uh, the guy that's married to Beyonce, what's he called, Jay-Z. Check us with over music knowledge. Oh, God. We are young and hip and whatnot. I mean, Jay-Z and they said, well, yeah, said, <laughs> you're a very wealthy man. He says, you... I've got money, but he says I've not got the money. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I could believe that. Yeah, he's like that. He's a wealthy guy, but he was wanting like Doctor Dre wanted the money and ended up setting up his own headphones and shit. And now yeah, beats. The, yeah. The, the, the money. 
there's guys who are CEOs of like companies like McDonald's and stuff, and the money they're on is just astronomical. It's bonkers. It's crazy bonkers. money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Completely insane. Did you watch that Michael Jackson documentary last night? No. What? what? Fucking, it's a new one just about Michael Jackson. It's oh. fascinating. Can I say something that might be a bit controversial? Yeah. Michael Jackson, in my words, was a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out, getting all the buy-in John Merrick skeleton, mm-hmm. wearing the mask, putting on the gl- all the weird behaviour, yeah. was just all... A it was all, yeah. He really just like pork and wee boys. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Jimmy Savile. All his eccentricity was all put on. To, to, to take attention away it worked it, it worked it's like here's the thing if I was known for sticking pennies up my bum right and kept doing this you can get away with a lot because you're known as, uh, people say yeah that's him who sticks penny up, pennies up his bum go, oh my god get away with anything start nice. planning bank robberies and that we better sticking five pences up with the pennies not tarnished. I'm not I'm not bragging, but I'll stick with the pennies, thank you. Are you sticking with the pennies? <laughs> you remember a half pence? Yes, of course. God, I, used to, I used to buy sweeties with a half pence. Yeah. Buy a mojo. Mm-hmm. Remember a mojo? I do remember them. Uh, a half a peer. I mean, you're saying that. Do you remember half pences? But a part of me is going, what, do you not get them anymore? <laughs> it's like, I'm, you know. I miss, I miss the big 50 pences. Oh, the, from when the money shrunk a little I bit. found one of them last year and it's like a oh, dinner right. plate. It's <laughs> huge. You a McDonald's off that. Massive. smaller as well. But my dad swears blind. Uh-huh. A wagon wheel used to be the size of an actual wagon wheel. I, two hands to carry the thing. They, they used to be a lot bigger, that's for sure. I hate a wagon wheel. I don't like them. They make my... I'm a bit allergic to them. Allergic to, is it the mallow? Is it the, is our jar? What there's something it? in it that makes me cough. A, uh, there's two things that do it. Uh, orange juice, yeah. and it's uh, one of the E numbers that makes me cough oh. a bit. And that, like, it's the same as getting a, an overripe banana. That does it to me as well. Oh, come on. But that's, how, but that's when bananas come into their own. That's when I they're like, poisonous. Like but a lot. wagon wheel will do it to me. Do I hate a double-decker? Disgusting. Oh, I buy them. I get them. Oh, oh I like that. I go into Tesco's and you get three chocolate bars for one pound twenty, and once a month I treat myself. Oh, you! How about that? Eh, living like a king. A shopkeeper, and I'm talking Tesco's. A shopkeeper. Do you do you stop off at the cobblers? Your Victorian shops. Apothecary, is it? Oh God! I, I like a good. I, I like. A, I get some leeches put on. Yeah. I get a nice From shopkeep. 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 Could you believe me? Shopkeep. Oh, City booze. City booze is still open. It, I went to City Booze the other day. I'm, I'm having to eat white bread because I can't get brown bread. Oh dear. I hate white loaf. I hate white loaf. Is is chewy shit? Is a a, a a a shop that sells drink really front line? No, but they do. Eat, they, they sell. To be honest with you, can, uh, well, I like the City Booze guys are dead nice, family-run place, mm-hmm. and they, no, he sells. He's got he's got bog roll, but he's doing nice stuff like he's selling single bog rolls to make sure everybody's getting. Oh, that's but that's not, a good one. He's not fucking. He's not put up the prices. He's no grifting. Oh, he brilliant! Has, he's got soap. He's got he's got everything. He's got cleaning materials. He, he, yeah. The, oh, that's there, nice. There are people in this area that that is their shop. That's where they buy all their shopping. Oh right, okay, that's a, that's a good no, thing I mean, then. But I noticed there's, milk. I think there's one state in in America that has banned. Alcohol for 12, I think 12 or 14 days, something like that. Oh, but they were, they were, they were itching for that madness. Yeah, they're just waiting for these laws. I think um, yeah. Texas are trying to pass a law that's to do with the coronavirus, but I think abortion laws are coming in it as well. Are being, oh, yeah, they're sneaking yeah. them in. There's a lot of that going on. No, no, no. It's a bit 
The thing is, the police have been given extra powers, but we don't want the police holding on to these extra powers. Ah, that's a huge they, issue. Like yeah. They, they can tell people, oh, you're not allowed to speak on the street. Now that is... See, like, the thing is, um, power given is power used. So yes. I'm a bit concerned about that. Now, I'm not going to go into the point, yeah, please no, stay, no, I'm not going to panic like that, no, 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 but no, these no, powers no. must be yeah. withdrawn. Yeah, you remember when they used the, they used a lot of the powers to stop illegal rapes? Yes. They used that legislation to stop people from, like, a protest. That's right. You know what I mean? So uh, you've got to be careful. There was a, a law put in years ago, um, and it was to stop uh, racist protests and stuff like that and the only uh, protest that was used on was anti-racist ones so it shows you how wrong a law could be yeah well I went down I had to go I had to sneak out and get bog roll run out of bog roll so that's I'm I'm leaving the house once a day so I go for a walk up the hill by myself and Mm -hmm. then I see a soul and then I go I'll go to the shop if I have to but very infrequently but uh, I went through Duddock Park and there was a lot of people there a lot. Oh, well, I have and noticed this, yeah. Yeah, and in Lockheed Road, there was a lot of people, and it was people not with shopping or anything, they were just ambling about. Yes, I have noticed like, that. exercising, you're just ambling. People have been in a week, and they're kind of going, I need to get out. Uh, my mum was telling me this. She goes, her friends are phoning her saying, oh, I can't cope with this. I need to get out for a walk. This is ridiculous. And my mother's going, are you fucking idiots? This is going to kill you, you know? It's like... Well, I made a mind down in the museum the other day, and he said he looked out the window and there was dozens of yeah. older people wandering about chatting. Oh, dear. What the fucking hell are you doing? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Uh, so this so, is week two. How, I wonder, is everybody doing well? I hope they're all doing I, well. I've noticed there's an increase in horse shit on Twitter. So people are doing stuff. <laughs> which, uh, which is no, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll correct you. There hasn't been an increase in horseshit. There's just been more twittering. There's more, more twittering going <laughs> It's, the, it's uh, always shit. I turned on the TV this morning and it was a middle-class abomination. It was a family who were all in lockdown and they were, he'd, he'd coached, they were speaking about like the pop bands, the father of the group had coached his children all to do Les Mis numbers. <laughs> no. They were getting a lot of time. You know what I mean? The hey. BBC's being so BBC jolly. It's slightly it's, The BBC is a pile of shit. I'll just say it. it's yeah. a pile of shit. I don't believe in having to pay for this crap. It's just a pile of shit. Propaganda nonsense. Not conspiracy. There's a lot of nonsense on it, and I just don't like it. But well, you know the most. As long as David Attenborough's alive, I'll pay my TV license. Okay. But the most horrible middle class. Now, this is not a, a class thing, nothing like that. It's just, but the horrible middle class people. They get horrible working class people. But if you want to see them, watch Channel 5. Because they just do programmes like, I can't pay, we'll take it away, um, oh, Benefit yeah. Street. It's let's laugh at poor people. Since it's terrible. Did, since when did a fucking bailiff become an, a, a lovely, cuddly figure on television? <laughs> a fucking bailiff. Some fu- well, uh, fuck you, you bitch. Imagine. Oh, it's... you going to a family's house, right, you lot? You're out in the street, and they're making them cuddly, and you're getting their backstory. Do you know and why? The one I hate at Channel 5 is police interceptors. Oh. And it's all the police officers, and they give them cuddly names like Stewpot Stewart, eh, good? Dislikes paperwork. Oh god, it's so accurate. Although there was one police program I saw years ago, and you'll probably know it, and I think it's called Madness on the Highway, and it was just, it was just cameras filming uh, cops. But what happened is it turned into a whole documentary about this one incident, because the police turned up to the this something's going on, and they they said there's two women on the road. Or on a bus, I think, and the bus driver wants them off, or there's something. So they turn up. So the two women, I think they're Swedish or something, they get off the bus, and one of them just runs straight under a truck. 
And it's in front of the cameras. It's fucking horrendous. But she survives, gets up and fucking runs. Now, the two of them, these two sisters, and there's a, a condition where if the sisters are together, they become mad. And it's known. Uh, and what it was is they believed that there was this conspiracy of people coming to kill them. So they're both trying... Yes, and they both try and kill themselves. But one of them's released, and there was a mix-up in the communication between the police and the hospital, and one was released. And she went, met a guy, and killed him that night. And it's you have to watch it. I'm sure it's called Madness on the Highway, and now they live separately, and both show no signs of psychosis. But if they're together, the psychosis uh, increases. It, this was the sort of thing that was going on. Well, there was a girl, a, a Finnish girl that I knew living in Dundee, and <clears throat> she was, I, I was hanging about with her and was having lunch or something, and her sister phoned her, and she started talking away, and now I'm not, I don't know any Finnish, but you know, the, I, I understand the cadence. Now, that sounds really yeah. different. This is. That sounded weird, uh, Finnish. She goes, no, that wasn't Finnish. We just made it up since we came here. There's a lot of words we don't know, so we just made up words. So it's kind of difficult to talk to my parents now because we forget what language we're speaking. And I went, well, that's just insanity. That is strange. I grew up next to, we're next door neighbour was a German, Herbert. He was a, mm -hmm. he'd been captured in the Second World War. He was a boy soldier. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. But the term, yeah. But he, he was asked, there was a German uh, group, kind of was like a, kind of where the Twin Town thing happened, and the, the, the Germans from the, my hometown's Twin Town were coming over, and Herbert had been asked, look, do you want to show them around as a, as a German and mm -hmm. translate? And he says, no, he didn't feel comfortable doing it. He'd been in this country so long, he thought in English. And it, it, it had become difficult for him to translate German and speak German. He could still understand and speak German, but it, mean, it become difficult. I understand that completely. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. growing up here, you you speak broad Scots. Yeah. And it is in Scottish, English, picked yeah. Norwegian amalgamation of a lot of languages. Yeah. Yeah. But when I went to school, they called it slang. Uh -huh. And you used to get the belt for it. So every time I said something like, you can what I mean, I got the belt. So you got the belt that much, I actually can't speak it now, but I understand it perfectly, but I can't speak it. It gets to my throat and it stops. Well, I, I, any time I watch, if I speak to my mum and dad, my accent changes. If I watch, I love to watch a TV show about the Doric, and it does make, I, I feel myself getting a bit emotional. <laughs> but I love to hear it spoken. Yeah. Scots, written. Oh, I just, I can't stand it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because there's no real set, there's no set to spelling for anything. So mm -hmm. people have their own mad ways of expressing stuff. And there's people I know from my hometown on Facebook, eh, they communicate in, in, in Scots. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it. It's it's my fault, probably, but it, written down, it makes the person who's writing it seem very thick. Well, see, this is the thing. This is what we were it's taught. We were shame. taught gadgies. Uh, yeah. Poor people speak like that. We were taught that at school because it was technically illegal. And I think in 2004, it was recognised as a language again. So you're allowed it at school and you get lessons in it here now. But Who, Who's that Dundee guy that, that he writes in ring in Scots? Billy something. He's got a silver hair and a beard. But he's no. speaking to you. But he... Um, He's, he, he's a lot of, with a bit of tongue. You know, oh, see, there's there's two sides to the, the... I agree that languages shouldn't be belted out of people. That was terrible. Oh, that's terrific. But terrific. when I go anywhere, I try and enunciate and be as clear as I can. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, some yeah. people go, no, I'm going to talk any way I want. And you're like, people don't understand you. At least the, the it's a different language. It's, it's about communication. It's expressing yeah. yourself. Between, you've got... You, it, it fills me, it's a weird, sometimes I've been at the work and someone's come in and they're the broadest speaking Dundonian you've ever heard. And mm -hmm. it turns out they've been living in Australia for 40 years. That I don't understand. And they're like, how the fuck have you done? And it's like, you, you don't purposefully lose your accent. Mm -hmm. But it just, it just... It, you, it, it should it, fade. It, it should disappear, it, yeah. It changes. Yeah. You're around people. 
Uh -huh. Oh, fit. Yeah, you don't the say Doric, fit. The Doric went because I remember being uh, in Glasgow and trying to speak and made myself understood, and I fucking didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, to explain to our listeners, the word fit is if you say, What are you on about? You would replace that with, Fit you on about. What? It becomes what? 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 Yeah. Well, the fit starts at forfer. Uh, that kind of starts at Forfar and then, yes, and uh, Forfar uh, North, that's where you get that. And then yeah. we've so still got the the picked history, so that, that we've still got words like tackle and things like that. The, the speak about um, the Everdeen as the furry boots do. Furry boots. <laughs> furry, fur, furry, furry boots. Furry boots, you fee. <laughs> furry boots. <laughs> furry boots, you fee. I'd like quite. I'd like like wine, how you name it, like. When, when the host, uh, uh, oh, but oh, we'll get okay. We'll do a lang we'll do a language lesson for our listeners. Um, uh, how about kakani? Kakani. Kakani just means take it easy, slow down. As if you're a kid and you're running into a wall, they go kakani. Kakani, yeah. Yeah. One I like is if you're exhausted. Some an old geezer that's exhausted. They're verfochten. Verfochten. Fair fucked in. Fair fucked in. It's always done with a sigh. Oh, they're fair. They're fair fucked in. He's got about a month left. Like a chest. Like you put your washing in a chest. They still speak about a kist up north. A kist, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, bra is Norwegian, isn't it? Bra means good. And we say bra all the time. It's a bra day. Yeah. I've seen you watching like Wallander, uh -huh. the Swedes, and there's sometimes words there at Paul. Languages are, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of, the way languages change. Yeah, and I it, love it. I love all that kind of stuff. It's really funny. If you watch a Norwegian programme, they sound Dundonian, yeah, but, in a, but I don't understand yeah. all the words. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, did, did he just say he's pissed off at someone? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm picking up words here. And I don't speak oh, Norwegian, but you do. I, do. I do not have an ear for language. I'm terrible. I can I can, I can barely speak English. I can't speak any other language. One problem I have... I, I regret. I wish I could. Well, I was learning Spanish for years, and I was learning it from a tape that I got out of John Menzies. Oh, but wonderful. I've learned it... Hold on, hold uh -huh. on, John Menzies. That's John Mingus's. Mingus's, yeah, John Mingus's. And, uh, but the the problem is, I've learned uh -huh. it in the voice and exactly as the tape went. I'll give you an example. Boop, lesson one. You may not understand everything I say, but if I slow down and enunciate, you will pick up what I mean. Don't practice too much. Oh, there you go. Right, how about this? Doop, puede enseñarme en el libro. Puede. Enseñarme en el libro. Try again, but slower. And now that's the Spanish I know from the tape. Oh my God. <laughs> Beep. I remember, I remember we went home to kids. Now I'd been in first year. Mm -hmm. I've got a few weeks of French. Okay. Off to France we go. Right. We're in this little French town. And my dad sees that there's bullet holes in the local town hall. Okay. So he's running about, he's trying, we've got this tiny little, like, fucking French, English to French dictionary, and he's he's thinking, you can speak French, so he's trying to get me to communicate with these locals, and then there's my dad, my dad's making, like, gun gestures. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor locals were like, who the, what the fuck is this? What the hell is going on here? What, what madness is this? You know? But it's amazing things human beings share in a positive note. Mm -hmm. Laughter. Yes. If you see somebody laughing, you don't have to speak a word of the language. You can share things. Yeah. If somebody starts over a banana and falls in their bum. Exactly. Laugh. Yeah. You, know I mean? you can tell a lot human beings we're all we're all hot wired into each other's facial expressions. You yeah. can tell if somebody's being friendly. It's very difficult to to, to fake that, isn't it? That's it, that's it. This is... Cheer and laughter. And you see programmes, they could be anywhere, they could be going up the Nile Delta and they go up to some wee dude that's doing his thing 
and you, you can tell it's a nice person. It's, it's wonderful. Yes, I, I do agree. Although there is one exception to that. Mm-hmm. India, Nepal, uh-huh. been there. Yes means no and no means yes. Oh, when you shake your head or you nod it, oh, oh that takes a, that takes a moment. It's a bit like when you you you've been in another country for a while and the the traffic goes on the opposite way and you're crossing the road. You get used to it, but when you come back here and you go across the road, your head spins left or right. You can't remember which way to look, and it's kind of like it takes a bit of getting used to. That that's yeah. a difficult one. Because you ask someone, you say, oh, do you like that? And they shake their head. They go, all right, you're not getting any. And they've just said, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, oh, God, you know, you get it all wrong. And that all takes right. a little while to get used to. But it is like that smile, you laugh, everyone gets it. You make everyone a joke, a everyone laugh. gets it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty chill. I'm looking out, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day outside I'm, at the moment. I'm Absolutely gorgeous. Looking out for the seagulls, watch them because... They're coming for you. There's a glint in their eye now. I saw one carrying a broken bottle the other day. It's coming. End of the world. It says it's coming. But yeah, the, well, there's no, there's no going to be the kebabs and vomit on the streets. And that's 90% of what we eat. <laughs> it's true. So, it's true. Fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they're going to start turning us. And all we'll have is a pane of glass between getting them and us. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not good. A flock of seagulls, they would sacrifice the leader to get in at you. You know what I'm Just, saying? Uh, yeah, there'll be they one. There's always one nutter in a fight that'll say, "I'll, I'll smash it." I'll, yeah, I'll do it. It's like uh, the Hitchcock's the birds. You know the bit when they go in the house and the guy's eyes have been pecked out. Yes. Jesus Christ! It's coming! It's coming! What I'm saying is, I'm going nowhere near my attic. Sparrows. Yeah. They're waiting up there. The sparrows are flying again. This is it. It's it's going to end. It's all coming to an end, and it's going to be sparrows and tits. Do you think there's more nature going about? I wouldn't like to be killed by tits. Right. Hold up. I don't know. Last night, I've been telling you, I've seen foxes, and there's been some rats. And I, I was looking out the window, and I went, shit, right along where I live, I saw a rat. And I went, look at that. As I was looking at it, it almost made it to the other side of the road, and a fox nailed it, come tearing out of the bushes. I got such a fright. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. The rats are so, so intelligent. Mm-hmm. And if there's no people going about, they will. And there'll be maybe less food lying about. So I'm they're out looking for it, room. yeah. I've got a summer house through the back, so I was given a little like. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. We've got stacks of wood, and when I take Kylan down, I collect all the sticks for kindling out there. And it was a big pile of kindling, which I had to. I'm so bored that I actually cut it into lengths. Oh, right, okay. And boxed it up in boxes, you know? Uh huh. And in the middle of this big, big, big heap of sticks was a, a rat's hoard. So it had collected, there was like seeds out of the bird feeder. Oh, God. Like, yeah, but a, a lot. And I have I've removed that and burnt it all. So there's going to be a rat that last night showed up for a snack. Um, <laughs> so its food was gone. So it's going to be looking and it's got it's your scent on it. It's got, it's got my scent, so it knows. So guys, uh, if something happens to me, it's 99% sure there'll be a rat. More likely your partner, are bless you, her. Are you, enjoying, are you enjoying James Herbert's The Rats? Ah, now here's the problem. I downloaded it, not technically legally, and uh-huh. it was corrupted. So I will be purchasing all three books today for four pounds. Well, I have. I've to, have I told you this? I have got. There's some things I've got a compulsion to buy when I see them in second-hand shops. Yes. I always buy American a Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. How many so do you I've have? Like, I've got about twelve copies of it. You're an assassin. You're an assassin. Yeah, but I really love the book's problematic. I've read it once. I'm not mm-hmm. going to read it again. But I love the I love the cover. I love the cover. It's one of the greatest book covers ever. It is. I it's beautiful modern art it. sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I Cubism. Buy a, if I see a Bible in a charity shop, I buy it. I'm not religious, but I think there's something sad about an abandoned Bible. <laughs> It's the same as people that live in converted churches. Uh-huh. That makes me sad. No? no, I think it's wonderful. Nice big space. 
I was in a hotel once in, in where was it? I think it was in Chicago, and there was a, I think, the, is it the Gideons put Bibles in the rooms? That's it. And I went, oh, look, this is like a film. I'm going to look at it, and when it opened, a little baggie of cocaine fell out. <laughs> I, anytime I find a Gideon Bible, yeah. I, I open it to a random page and draw a big cock and ball. Wonderful. That's a great the plan. The I have to buy is the rats. So I've got about 10 of the trilogies. Oh. And there's all these different covers. I've got a copy of it somewhere that's in German. You know, there's going to be a phone call one day and it's going to say, the chair is against the wall. And you'll just drop the phone, go into a blank stare, start sm- punching your wall and pull out a sniper rifle. This is what's going to happen. Jesus. Think this behaviour is me... Yeah, the, the conditioning. Yeah, MK Ultra. Right in the conditioning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And every time you get a book, they can track you or something. You'll go into a shop and buy it, and they'll beep, and they'll go. Well, he's there. Enough, the other day, I made some, uh, I made some spicy chicken uh, noodles. Mm-hmm. Another sign. Authenticity, <laughs> authenticity. I ate it with chopsticks. But a wasp flew past, and I, I caught the wasp between the tips of the the, the chopsticks, snatched out of the air. That's what you're doing. You're subconsciously checking in and you're subconsciously training everything you do. You just said you were cutting kindling to length. That's probably training. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Keeping yourself, your mind right is the best assassin. Maybe punji is it punji sticks? Yeah. Sharpened sticks. Mm -hmm. sticks. I was watching a TV show. Okay. Which is good. It's called something like The Beast. Okay. And it's an American reality show, survival show. Three people get dropped, dropped off in an inhospitable piece of land. Okay. And all they've got... Dundee. ...is the clothes on their back. Yeah, <laughs> clo- The clothes on their back and a big dead animal. So a, a, a big bull moose. Right, and okay. And they're left there for weeks. Oh, so God. they've no knives, they've nothing, they've no matches, and they've got to live off this animal, build shelter and all this kind of stuff. It's fucking fascinating. To, is there just a complete breakdown of um, everything they've learned? Well, what I've learned so far, if there's a woman in it, she's mm-hmm. obviously going to win. Okay. The big muscly bastards, the big muscle Mary kind of guys, yeah. they crumble fast. Because if you've got a lot of muscle mass, mm-hmm. you kind of do on little food. You're fucked. You oh, just, that's you true, yeah. You just fall down. You, you need, the thing about being a big muscly bastard is you need a lot of food to keep going. And because I weigh forty-five pounds, this is what will oh, yeah. allow me to survive. Yeah, yeah. You could live in a fucking handful of like moldy peanuts. That would keep you going. That's what I had for tea last night. Yeah, yeah. And then most of them, I've noticed as well, people with family always say, "I miss my family too much," and bottle it and leave. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Surely your kids will do without you for a month. That's what I've noticed. This when I used to watch Big Brother, and they would say, "We're getting a letter," and they go, "I really need my letter. I'll, I'll be fine." I don't need a letter from anyone. I've never had a letter from a family in my life. Why would they need a letter now? Don't your, care. Your family will understand, right, guys? I'm going to be doing a TV show for a month. I'll see you after a month. I'll see you after a month. Be fine. I've loads of interesting stuff to tell you. Oh, exactly. No, I can't be away from my family for a week. What a... That's a male thing, like... that's There's a certain arrogance to that, to think that your family just cannot do without you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I learned the hard way. Um, the only family I have now is my mother. There's no family left. And uh, I worry, we used to worry about her constantly, uh, especially after my dad died. And I was like, you know, I was very young. I was in my 20s. And I got to a point where I was just constantly checking on her, making sure. And then eventually at one point I left for a while. Um, and when I came back, I had an opportunity, and when I came back, things were fine, if not better. Right. And I, I realised, I realised, yes, I was holding her back. Oh, because I was constantly doing things for her and making sure she was okay. But she needed actually just to get on, on her own. And I was part of the problem. Uh-huh. Nobody needs the you. Is, <laughs> if, there's a, if there's a couple, an old couple... Yeah. The woman will thrive. The man tends to go to shit. Absolutely, a, yeah. A, 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 women, you see it all the time. Support networks, women with other women. 
But guys will just go in the house, yeah. Yeah. Like that a friend and your neighbour, her family member. Yes. He did. He lived in his own shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Hoarding. Hoarding. Nope. Nope. Never been cleaned in 20 years. Longer. 30 years. Yeah. There's a show on the telly. I quite like stuff about hoarders. Okay. Because I have a little bit of a hoarding tendency. I don't do it in the house, but my studio, as you know, is just... Is, it's unusual. But it's clean. But it it's is clean. Shit. Well, you have a lot of uh, cockroaches, yeah. but apart from that, spotless. Yeah. But um, this, the latest uh, variant on the show, uh-huh. they take two filthy bastards. Okay. And they swap them so that they clean each other's house. Oh, now, I've seen this as a psychological experiment. And when the yeah. dirty bastard goes in the other dirty bastard's house, they're disgusted. They go, what a dirty bastard. Yes, this is <laughs> right, yes. That's right, I've seen this. Yeah. They won't throw it out. You swap them, they're more than happy to throw out the stuff that's no a, a connection to them. It's so strange. It's an unusual thing, yeah. It's a completely uh, a psychological thing. It's like recently with everyone getting toilet paper. Apparently, a lot of people were expecting this to happen because of this uh, disease outbreak. Is because it's people's rejection of dirt, of filth, of disease. And the toilet paper is a symbol of that. This is what's happened, yeah. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. And Jerry Springer's father, he was Jewish, and his father always kept a car in the garage loaded to go with all the stuff. Yeah. And he'd never driven it for months and on. For years it sat there. And he was never... I think Jerry Springer goes... Because Jerry Springer's actually quite a decent guy, strangely enough. He seems to be, yes. This is what I've heard, yeah. He's a clever guy. But he said to his father, look, what do you need that for? You've never driven it. And the father was like that. It's in case they come for the Jews again. Oh, Jesus. I want to have a vehicle so we can get the fuck away from here. Yeah. So, so he found this car that I think it probably been, the tyres had been flat, but he found that kind of comforting. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people that do hoard stuff, there's a trauma there or something. There's a trauma. Yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah, yeah that's but fair you, enough. Jesus, yeah. Collecting your own shit and wrapping up a newspaper, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Bottles and bottles of urine and... Just bottles and bottles of... Have you ever just been too lazy to up so you just piss in your cup? I'm doing it right now. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> no, I've never, I've never, ever, ever done that. I've you never done it. Surely. I've you know, never done... This programme's really good. I'll just pee in <laughs> No, no, I just... Uh, no, never. I always I'm go not, for a pee. God, I'm not an animal. I'm not talking about the fool pish. I'm talking about just taking the top off. Oh, no, I, you, I can't do a part. I can't do it in part. I've got to go. There's no stopping it. Can you, can you not just take off the cream? <laughs> the cream on the top of the bottle? No. <laughs> no. no. Can you not turn it in once it's switched on, it keeps going to the Oh, end. I can't. So I've got to keep going. Then you teacup it at the end. I've got to keep going. Yeah, there's no stopping. Uh, years ago, I <laughs> I was living in this flat up next to the up the top of the Perth Road, uh-huh. the Blackness Library. Yes. And I had a flat right next to there. And it was quite a nice little closey, but fuck, the flat was in was terrible anyway. I was having a kind of house party back in the back in the uh, the late nineties. Uh-huh. Things were a wee bit mental, and I had friends staying over, and I was quite considerate to my neighbour, so I would be saying to the guys, "Come on." Noise down a wee bit, but we're all totally fucked up. But the following day, I was in the a garden, a 
leaving the, the stairs, sorry, and the old lady thingy door was up to me and speaking to me. I said, oh, poor Anne, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. She said, uh, I says, I'm sorry, there wasn't any noise the other day. She says, no, it was absolutely fine. She says, one wee thing happened, I'm like that. She says, I was coming back and a willy appeared out of your letterbox and started to pee into the... <laughs> <laughs> so one of my pals... Oh, so Jesus. He urinated out my letterbox. No. Oh, my yes. God. Listen, my that is a beautiful way to say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again. Thanks for joining us and keeping that image of a cock coming out of a letter. That's a dangerous, dangerous thing to do. We wouldn't advise it. Oh, it's gone. Oh, everyone keep yourself safe and keep happy. Keep exercising squats. Oh god. Laters. Do 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 cha jazz hands.